When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the Moon Underwater. I'm John Robbins, your landlord, and Robin Allender is the lovely, the lovely, regular, the lovely Robin Allender. And our guest this week is Reese Hugill from Donzoco Brewery, owner, operator, founder, whose choices so far have blown our minds. They really have. They really have. They really have. And we can't wait to get ordering and tasting some of these fantastic treats and also some of these insights into the workings of some major breweries. But before we head back to Reese's Working Men's Club, uh, we must sort out the small matter of the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Robin. Thanks, John. Yes, this week in the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz, it was a music round again, and you had to guess the band or artist based on the first three albums that they released. Uh, so question one was debut, post and homogenic. So Reese, what are you saying for that? Um, I really drew a blank on most of them. Right. So the first one... I'm going to go with Post Malone. Okay, interesting. John? Oh, I don't know. Is it garbage? No, it's Bjork. Oh, oh wow. yes, of course. Bjork's debut album was called Debut, and Post is a brilliant album. It's got Hyper Ballad on it. Very good album. Uh, the next one was Please Actually and Introspective. Reese? Um, yeah, really, really blank on this one again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Mariah Carey. Interesting introspective john what are you what are you saying oh i didn't really know suede suede it was pet shop boys oh lovely because pet shop boys always have one word album titles and they originally called called them that so it'd because they thought it'd be funny to go into a record shop and say can i have pet shop boys please or can i have pet shop boys actually oh very good so very good yeah quite good isn't it and so the last question was permission to land one way ticket to hell and back and hot cakes. Uh, Reese. I'm going to go with the darkness. The darkness, John? Yes, it's double darkness. It's double darkness, and you're both right. So it's a one-all draw. Do you want to do a decider, or should we just move on? <laughs> yeah, do a decider. I like the like the premise. It's a good premise. Okay, decider. Decider time. Um, but then what if you both don't get it and it's really hard? Just keep deciding until we decide. The closest one. Yeah, the closest one genre. <laughs> okay, 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 I've got one. Um, okay, 
debut album was called let me just go down to the discography section on the wikipedia in your mind in my mind debut album was called on through the night i'll give you a year 1980 second one was high and dry 1981 and the third one was pyromania 1983 reese got anything uh early 80s early 80s um Blondie. Blondie. John. Uh, Pearl Jam. In the early 80s, it was Def Leppard. Anyway, right. Why I think wouldn't we... it have been Pearl Jam? Well, they were kind of early 90s, weren't they? No, no, no. They've been going since the 70s. Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll blow your mind how long Pearl Jam have been going. Uh, you, you can't be right about that. The guy's that. not that old. Eddie Vedder's not that old, right? Pearl Hang Jam. Of... <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm not thinking of Pearl Jam. I'm thinking of um, who's... Uh... You're thinking of... Are you thinking of Aerosmith? Aerosmith, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, so similar sorry. bands. Um, similar. What, 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 what is uh, your favourite band, Reese? Big, big, big question. Yeah, I do really like Pavement. To be fair, they are really good. Okay, should we say Pavement, John? What's your favourite band, Queen? Um, hang on, I thought we were doing by whose genre was closest. Well, yeah, I'm just doing a kind of bonus round. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, favourite band's Queen, yeah. Okay, well, Pavement are better, so so Reese wins. Wait. Well, well who's closest by genre? Well, no, 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 it's not to do with genre, it's just to do personal taste there at the end as the deciding factor, I'm sorry. Oh, I see, right, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so Reese wins. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't think Pavement is his favourite band. Oh, but it would not, so who cares? Hmm, interesting. Interesting quiz this week. Oh, I could say it was a draw. I don't mind. It doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, I'm the worst quiz master in the world, but, you know. You are now. <laughs> uh, Reese, has the world of brewing brought you into contact with many spirits? Yes, uh, those long gone, those newly gone, uh, but mainly the ones uh, that can be drunk. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a massive spirits guy. But I'm not Derek Akara, but I uh, I dabble, I dabble. Uh, so, what two spirits are you going to pick for your pub? Uh, the headliner is going to be uh, uh, Cafe Patron. Mm. A popular choice. The Mexican tiramisu, <laughs> but sort of potentially discontinued unless you fork out for Cafe Patron XO. Are you about to tell us that they do it in northeast pubs? <laughs> yeah, it's on the part with a big head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. So um, I don't know. It's delicious. It's fun. It's it's like the the funnest shot you can do uh, if you just want to drink with your friends. It's kind of I don't know. It's great. It's it's tiramisu pulled from Mexico. So it gets it gets. I just love the premise of one of the main products would be a coffee filled with tequila because that makes no sense to anyone, but it's delicious. So. I'm going to have to source some of this Cafe Patron XO. Mm, who else has chosen that? Someone chose it recently, didn't they? Yes. Was it Jager Wise? Did she choose it? Yes. yes. And many others, but they've been lost in the mists of time <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what would be your second spirit? I'm going to go with something like just I enjoy, um, which is Woodford Reserve bourbon. Ah. Oh, lovely. It's affordable, relatively. It is just really good quality. It's delicious with most things on its own. It's good enough to drink on its own, but also you put some apple juice in there. No one's going to be angry at you. No, you put, no, no. Uh, and it can please a lot of people and it is delicious. And I always have a bottle at home. And if I want to drink a spirit, usually it's Woodford Reserve and I'll just 
bunk with some icing or just have it on its own. Um, or, yeah, whatever you've got in the house, you put it with it, it's probably going to be good. It's just so versatile. It's so richly bodied. It's got a lovely little kind of like a tobacco sort of thing going on. It is, it is real tasty. This is interesting because Emma Inch, the brilliant beer writer, she chose a bourbon as well. So I want is that, am I uh, reading too much into it, or do you think there's something that appeals to kind of beer drinkers more than a scotch, maybe, do you think? I, I think it's maybe like bolder flavoured and a bit sweeter. Mm. Um, beer is relatively sweet, I think. Um, even dry, dry beers are kind of, they're not aggressively alcoholic. So kind of the bourbons are usually smoother, uh, usually have stronger flavours. And I think maybe it, it punches through the, the palate that's been destroyed by hops for the last however long. <laughs> yeah. Rather than a delicate uh, delicate Scottish whiskey would maybe under the radar. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not massive. I do love whiskeys, but what is what's the vibe if you order a bourbon in a in a Scottish pub? Well, usually, I found they've got like larger than normal, obviously whiskey sections, and there's decent, usually a decent amount of bourbon in there. Um, or even like bourbon, bourbon finished whiskeys like um, like Abelure. I think I would really enjoy that. I think that's got a lot of bourbon in it. Like has a kind of sweeter edge. Obviously, the, the cask has already been used once, so you get less of that kind of rich kind of American oak sort of thing. But usually, these, these pubs um, have a lot of bourbon as well. And because I'm in Edinburgh at the moment, a lot of American tourists um, drinking bourbon as well. It's it usually have a decent selection. Which is good. And in in the break there, just to, um, we were talking about the fact that the Drygate Brewery near, um, by, which is by the Tenants Brewery in Glasgow, you've you've unveiled another new beer offshoot, which is Tenants Unfiltered. It's it's unfiltered or unpasteurized. I can't remember. Okay, but this like spicy kind of secret Tenants is delicious. Secret Tenants. It's pretty good. But the hidden tenants is worth the juice is worth the squeeze. If you're that end of uh, Glasgow, over the road, you can get a pizza from a place called the like I think it's called the Bake or Bake. Amazing pizza, and you can walk about ten steps, and you can get a pint of tenants, which is slightly different than a regular pint of tenants, which is worth the trip. It's like because you, I mean, what you told us about John Smiths and Tetleys and Worthingtons in the first part of the show. It's like you've somehow got access to the Chinese language menu of brewing. <laughs> like the stuff that we they look at us and think, no, nah, they're, they're not going to want, they're not going to appreciate this sort of thing. A, a lot of uh, uh, craft breweries pretend that we're on a different planet to all these macro brewers, but actually they're just doing what we're doing, but making more money. So if you had to, like learn from them and speak to people who work there, like you can learn all the little secrets and little tricks and tips. Is it weird that they haven't sort of released this stuff into the craft market or are they doing so by buying up craft brewers? Is that their way of doing it? Uh, I think, like, you get the, the launch of, say, Stella Unfilled, which is, like, people's dabble into it. But ultimately, I think it all gets locked up in uh, what market agencies want to put out, what the sales team would think they can sell, which I've noticed recently. I don't know if you guys agree, but, like, with the launch of, like, Beer and Moretti, um, that's a, a new Madri beer. And there's another one, I can't, it begins with a V. It's a bald bloke who's wiping his forehead. Victoria Malaga, I think it's called. Okay. I've seen Peretti around as well, which is very similar again. Yeah, yeah. But the logo of all those three brewery uh, beers are 
middle-aged men with different hats. <laughs> so Pierre Moretti has a green hat, man. Uh, Madri has a guy in a flat cap, same age, roughly. And Victoria Malaga has a bald guy holding a hat and sweating. Right. <laughs> I, th- I think maybe I think they're locked on this kind of hat man situation, and they don't want to venture into like flavorful beers because they're too focused on the hat. They're appealing to the idea of sort of walking down an Italian street where a local brewer is sort of is sort of sweating over the bottles he's creating. Because you know a lot of the adverts, one of the adverts, is it for Moretti, where they're sort of stringing along bottles throughout the, the tenement housing, the sort of the, um, the f- different flats. It's that idea of sort of quite bucolic, sort of quiet Italian village drinking fun. Whereas actually you're just sort of paying six quid for a pint of it in a golf club. And it was probably made in burn on Trent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's I think it's just the way advertising companies just seize on an, on an idea and just go, oh, yeah, that's good. Like I imagine the first advertiser who heard someone go, here's to you. And they've gone, what was that was brilliant. Yeah. And they, what what did you just say? And then they just go, here's to the whippersnappers, the jingle makers, <laughs> the, ri- the riddle workers. You know, and that, like every advert is like that for five years or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Cafe Patron and Woodford Reserve Bourbon uh, in the Spirits in Your Dream pub, Reese. Uh, Robin, you've got to sort out the dust in this library, man. The moats are thick in the air. It's an absolute moat fest. <laughs> In the pub library this week, um, I've got Jonathan Coe, who's one of my favourite authors, who's a brilliant British comic novelist, um, who's also very serious, but he can be very, very silly as well, which is why I really, really like him. Um, And a novel he wrote called The Rotters Club is a very brilliant kind of evocation of the UK in the 70s. And Rhys mentioned John Smith's Tasting Brown earlier and this is a brilliant description of uh, how brown the 70s were <laughs> um, so the, the characters in, in the Rotters Club are in the bull's head in King's Norton and they're drinking Brew 11 I don't know, I've never heard of that I guess it was a very 70s kind of thing but um, it's X, it's like Roman numerals anyway, let's, let's just read this little bit Informally they sipped on their brew Colin looked around the pub, intending to make a comment about the decor, but couldn't think of one. Bill Anderton stared into his beer. They brew a good pint, don't they, said Jack. Eh? said Bill. I said they serve a good pint in this place. Not bad, said Bill. I've had worse. This was in the days before men learned to discuss their feelings, of course, and in the days before bonding sessions between management and workforce were at all common. They were pioneers in a way, these three. Colin bought another round, and there was still no sign of Roy. They sat and drank their pints. The tables in which their faces were dimly reflected were dark brown, the darkest brown, the colour of Bourneville chocolate. The walls were a lighter brown, the colour of dairy milk. The carpet was brown, with little hexagons of a slightly different brown, if you looked closely. The ceiling was meant to be off-white, but was in fact brown, browned by the nicotine smoke of a million unfiltered cigarettes. 
Most of the cars in the car park were brown, as were most of the clothes worn by the patrons. Nobody in the pub really noticed the predominance of brown, or if they did, thought it worth remarking upon. These were brown times. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a lovely uh, description there. Um, I mean, I didn't know, wasn't around in that era, but I think that's a very vivid depiction. It's amazing how, like, when you look at photos of, you know, people's parents getting married in the 70s or whatever, there's a big brown vibe for really? the guys, perhaps yeah. more than the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? What started the brown revolution? <laughs> what, what I kind of thought of when I was thinking what this pub was going to look like is um, there's a pub in a club in Middlesbrough that burned down in the 70s called South Bank Sporting Club. And there's some photos of it, but it looks like someone just like is trying to describe the 70s in like a Dali image. Right. <laughs> like, everything is like brown, different shades of luminous lights. It's beautiful. Because it's like then, everything looks fresh and new and not like the faded, dark, husky brown you get from things that remain from the 70s, which is what my experience of it is. But everything looks kind of vibrant, you brown, which I think is good. The 70s was the last time beards were properly in and beards have come back over the last sort of five or six years. So maybe we're on the cusp of another brown phase. A new brown, yeah. A new brown. Time to invest in brown if you're uh, in the market. Yes, put some money in brown, Robin. Brown coin. Brown coin. The new digital <laughs> currency. Uh, superb. So Jonathan Coe, the Rotters Club, into the pub library. But we also have a jukebox in this uh, pub, Reese, And we've, we've heard that your favourite band is Pavement. And that's you have to stand by that, really, if you're going to... It is now. If you're going to let yeah. it win you a quiz. Uh, but uh, what album would you most like to hear playing when you step into your working men's club? So I thought about, like, what kind of artists were kind of in working men's clubs and what... It's a kind of modern version of that. And there's one of, actually, my kind of favourite kind of, like, singer-songwriter is a guy called Alex Cameron, who is an Australian look. Um, him and his kind of partner, business partner, Roy Malloy on the saxophone, play these gorgeous sort of like Springsteen-y, velvet -y songs with a kind of modern kind of edge. They sing songs about the internet, about like uh, masculinity. And they're all kind of like, he's usually in character. So he has a song where he's a he's an aging sort of Michael Parkinson sort of guy whose show gets cancelled and he's trying to get his show back. Uh, and it's kind of like lots of bravado, but kind of self-aware. And the songs are beautifully like melodic and have great kind of a kind of flow to them. And I think he would be a perfect fit in the, the venue room of my workmen's club, uh, singing his songs, um, having a nice time. Do you know Kieran J. Callanhan as well, the Australian singer? I do not. He, I think he's collaborated with Alex Cameron. Very, kind of very similar thing where it's it's kind of tongue in cheek showmanship stuff. Very, very funny. Like genuinely hilarious songs as well. You yeah, know, like but. these songs, are like they are funny, but then they're also just really good songs. Like usually, like comedy songs are like Weird Al. You listen to a few of them, and you're like, "Ha, that's funny. That's a funny lyric." But these songs are like you find yourself melting them out in the shower. Like he has a song that's on the album, uh, "Forced Witness." which is what I'm putting in the jukebox. Um, that's like co-wrote and performed by uh, your boy from The Killers. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Brandon Flowers, yeah. That's the one. Um, 
And it's that sort of energy of that, like, kind of some dance floor filling tracks. And then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, this guy is singing, um, like, about things which I wouldn't sing about. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's nice. It's good. It's uh, self-aware. And it's, it's, it's a fit in for a big venue room in a workman's club with fluorescent lights and you're a few pints deep on Magnet and this bloke singing about the internet. <laughs> Well, Angel Olsen is on the album as well. Yeah, he has a good duet with her called Stranger's Kiss. Superb. So, uh, Alex Cameron, forced witness onto the Moon Underwater pub jukebox. Don't mind if I do. Uh, Before we head to your final choice, Reese, I wanted to ask you about something you mentioned uh, in the first part, which is sort of being interested in the chemistry of why beer makes foam. Could you explain to us what beer foam is and what influences the way it's created and and how it sets or doesn't set? Yeah, so beer is um, kind of a complex mixture of uh, things from malt, things from hops, and things from yeast, and they can all contribute to form. So you can get oils from hops, you can get proteins from um, from malt. You can also get things like uh, like fats if you use some oats, like oatmeal stout. It's going to kill the head. How clean the glass is, how well it's served, how how highly carbonated it is. There's many different things that all come together. It's like a, kind of a weird dance to give you that when you get a, a beer that's served with a perfect rocky, tight, creamy head. There's many things I've gone in, gone into it. So kind of the, the inter, interbalance between the proteins and the oils. Uh, there's, there's people who study um, form for like a job. And there's a guy uh, known as the pauper form uh, <laughs> <laughs> called Charlie Bamford. And he is a, um, <laughs> he's a professor uh, pretty much of beer form and, and brewing science. I think he works, maybe, I think he did some work for Sierra Nevada Brewery, but um, he also, he's also like, he's the, the sauce, he's the god of, of form. So if anything you need to know about beer form, Charlie Bamforth has written the books. So say you want, so your, your beer Big Foam from Don Zoko, what have you added to that to make it foamy? And what would you take out to make it less foamy? I think the answer to that might be the same thing. But... So there is an, an obvious cheat people do to make beer foamy, which happens in big breweries, which is adds something called a forming compound or formate, which is like a, a seaweed um, extract, a bit like a, a, called carrageenan, a bit like what makes like vegan mousses or vegan, like, um, vegan jellies. And that can help you create form. Uh, I don't add any of that. My kind of policy is like the the least intervention I can do in the beer, the better. So that's why I don't filter. I don't, I don't add in, don't tend to add any processing aids or take anything away. Just treating the beer gently. Big form has a lot of spelt in it from like a local farm. Um, I just go and I trade beer with the farmer and he gives me bags of spelt, which is quite sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> using that, that's quite high in like a protein, which gives you, a nice rocky head using good uh i use german pilsner mold i kind of use a lot of hops uh, like many different many times the hops you'd use in the in the boil of, 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 of a, uh, a commercial beer like um say hannigan which a lot of those brew beers don't use hops at all they use hop extracts so it's all these layering of things and like looking the beer from the ground up 
not only to make the beer for me, but also make it delicious. And the two things kind of go hand hand in hand. Uh, it's no good having a beer which pours like 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 squirt cream if it tastes like rubbish. So it's it's kind of a, a, a policy I've got and just of just just leaving the beer alone, let's do its thing, not messing with it too much. The more you mess with it, the more you've got to kind of add things to make up for the shortcuts you've taken. Lager's like a death of a thousand cuts where you think, ah, oh, we can shave a week off the production time if we just add this or we stop doing that. And then the more kind of shortcuts you take, sooner you've lost the beer you had three years ago. And keeping hard and fast about that what kind of keeps my beers good and the beers that I made at home, home brewed uh, 10 years ago, the same beers I'm making now. And that's just because you kind of hold fast on things you, you're passionate about and things you like doing and you don't let the money side of things take over too much. Well, if you want to try some of Reese's fantastic beers, head over to the Donzoco website. But you've got one more choice, uh, Reese, for to stock your bar. It's your wild card choice. What are you going for? Easy. Frozen margarita machine. Mm. Yes. Amen. Like it's it's the best drink. It's the best cocktail. It is refreshing on a hot day. This pub has an outside area, if in case you didn't know. And sitting outside with a frozen margarita on a hot day is the best, the one of the most freeing things a human can do. Um, it's it's cold, it's refreshing, it's it's acidic, it's the best cocktail. Are you gonna have a salty rim? Half a salty rim, and it's gonna be flaky salt. When you use the thin salt, it gets too much. Yeah. Mm. And describe the outside of this pub. Hmm. So it's uh, got walls on a stone wall on two sides, and then it's kind of open. You've got long tables, not the picnic kind of circular tables, longer tables, long enough that if a, people are there on the table, you might consider joining them, asking to join them. It's not a four-seater or even a five-seater. Maybe it's a six-seater. Um, communal drinking is, I think, is great. It's like you might be there with two people and something funny happens and you end up talking, all talking together and then you made friends. And the next time you come to the pub, you sit with them. That's what makes things kind of Nice about a pub rather than just drinking at home with your friends or your partners. What if, what if you're looking for a secluded spot to discuss the breakdown of a relationship with a recent ex, for example? You can just pace out the back on your phone. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's funny how so many people mention that um, the beers are the, the, the communal element of a pub in terms of meeting other people. And it's like, I do love that. But do you, do you think, John, me and you, do you think it's a Southern thing? I would say that, although I do love that, that's probably not why we go to the pub. Or do you think it's because we're weird? Um, I don't go to the pub to sit with strangers. I quite like sort of having quite a brief chat at the bar. Mm, pleasantries. Pleasantries that maybe turns into something intimacies. more in-depth. <laughs> intimacies and embrace a kiss. Um <laughs> I yeah I think but I don't think that's like that's me that I I go to the I go to the pub to meet friends or to get a bit of solitude but maybe I need to change things up maybe I need to sit on one of your long tables and go full wagamama mm. I don't think I don't think you like you can you can keep yourself to yourself but if you want to chat it's there which I think is is quite important um to if you're in a pub on your own you want to stay on your own I think it's sometimes obvious that you kind of like well, when I go, when I was going to be on my own, I'm putting walls. I'm like uh, giving up bad social signals. I think the problem is I get to the pub 
and before I've had a drink, I'm quite shy. So probably my the ebullient side of me comes out at about three pints, but by then I've already made it clear to the pub that I'm on my own. <laughs> well, you get ebullient on your own. We're just sitting in a chair going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the point at which I could be more social and a bit more at ease with myself is the point at which I've already set out my stall. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's quite an old-fashioned... I mean, that book I did in the pub library a few weeks ago with, and, um, for Kiri Pritchard-McLean with The Fortnight in September, was set in the 30s, and the guy is on holiday in Bognor Regis, and he goes to the pub to meet people, to meet other... It is blokes because of the time, but to meet other, you know, people. That uh, that's I feel, feel feel like that's kind of slightly bit lost. Yeah, like that's the reason you go to the pub. You know, I think also, but if it's a club, everyone's a member. So like, the the lads all have sat around here. Like, um, you've probably seen them before. If you've chose to sit next to them, you probably like don't hate them. They're not the weird person you try and avoid. Um, so maybe that lubricates things a bit. Where it's not a total stranger, not a total stranger. That's what I like about clubs is that everyone's kind of in the same in the same club. Your old pals. What a lovely motto for your pub. Not a total stranger. Uh, well, now we have to briefly leave the Johnny Come Flyby Nightlies to provide your Patreon only choice. We'll be back with you very soon. If you would like to hear uh, Reese Hugill's dream pub companion, head over to moonunderpod.com and click through the Patreon link. Uh, but for those of you who have supported this pub, here we go. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We now are back with you folks in the land of the Flyby Nightlies. Um, what a fantastic companion Reese has, but you won't know unless you subscribe on uh, Patreon. Uh, Reese, it's been such a pleasure to speak to you. You have opened our eyes and our mouths 
and I dare say our bank our bank accounts to ordering various uh, eccentric boozes online. I can't wait to get the moneymaker round uh, the West Coast cooler, uh, especially, and also the uh, the rancid cherry wine. I just want to try all these secret beers I didn't know about. They're yeah. all hidden. They're all they're all they're all worth the trip. Uh, get yourself to Northeast England. Yes, could you recap the secret beers and also tell us where where would be good to go in the northeast to try them? Okay, so if you want banked beer, the beer that's with the massive form, you want to go to the Globe in Hartlepool's headland, uh, which is surrounded on three sides by water. It's a peninsula, um, or Cameron's tap room. If you want to try uh, any of the secret tea side beers, which are Tetley's Imperial, uh, John Smith Magnet and Worthington's Ale. You want to get yourself to uh, clubs like the Dormans in Middlesbrough, which is the biggest club uh, in the area, or the, 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 the Beads Club. Or there's, there's, if, you, if you walk down a street in Middlesbrough or the Northeast, you're going to find a workman's club and they're going to do these beers. So the Malleable is a one I'd recommend in Stockton. And if you want to try my beers, you're going to go to donzoco.co.uk. Well, I have to say, you've hidden your light under a bushel because you haven't chosen any of your own beers. Uh, but if anyone wants to check out the selection, head to the Donzoco website. You're barred. We do have two remaining points of admin. Um, obviously, we've talked about the fact that this pub is a working men's club where no one is an actual stranger, but... We do need to ban something from your pub. What's it going to be? It's going to be martini glasses. <laughs> uh, not that any of these drinks will be served in martini glasses, but if you walk in with one, or if they're stocked anywhere, <laughs> instant barable. And why is that? I'm a, I'm a very clumsy guy. I'm a little bit dyspraxic. So if I pick up anything, it's, it's going to be spilled over. And martini glasses are designed both to hold the most expensive drink you can buy in a pub and also be the most spillable things in the pub. Yeah, you've got to play it on a stick, and you're trying to you're trying to drink from it. Sure, they're in a similar sort of family to those enormously tall latte glasses mm. that they put on a saucer in like Costa, and you see them carrying them, and they give you the tiniest little handle that's all the way. Yeah, and you think, what are you doing? No, not about it. I'd rather have a giant tiki glass with with straws and like. At least it's a bowl shape. At least I can drink from it. Yeah. A martini glass is an upside-down triangle. thing is, they're meant to be so sophisticated, but I don't think I've ever picked one up without immediately spilling some of the martini over the side. It's like it translates the movement of your hands to the movement of the liquid more efficiently than any other glass. Maybe that's what's specific, like, like sophisticated about it, is by holding one, you're proving you're a human gyroscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hurry up, please. It's time. No martini glasses in uh, in your pub. And finally, we need a name for this place. So it's going to be an inclusive workman's club. Um, you're going to have everyone you welcome, rather than air, regardless, you're welcome, regardless of age, gender, like sexual preference. Everyone's, everyone's coming, right? And everyone's going to have a good time. And it's going to be called the Twerking Men's Club. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's great. The Twerking Men's Club. Love do it. you think, like, the, just the name Working Men's Club suggests a certain, like, 
um, lack of access to, to to women or people who aren't sort of don't think don't think they would fit in with a working men's environment has has the actual name of of that type of pub has that become obsolete in a way sort of there, there are some clubs where like they don't specifically well they don't say but in, in, it's implied they don't have women in certain rooms um, that still exist and that's like to me it's crazy but the good news is is that those places have gone downhill because people don't want to attend places with such like weird rules um, and these places are going either down the drain or they're getting barred by people with vision. So places like the West Garth Social Club in Middlesbrough, like Wolf Alice have pl- like played there multiple times. They're like just a tiny workman's club. Um, like the Brunel, uh, it's such like massive life in these communities and these venues uh, by having this kind of forward thinking approach, getting bands in people want to see. Who wants to see the same country Western guy doing all these like clubs everyone on a Sunday afternoon. Like it's, it's about three people and that's getting to be less every year. So hopefully less hypnotists, more Decemberists. <laughs> We're going to get working men's club to play in a working men's club. Uh, that's, that's the end game for this. Then you could get Bombay bicycle club. You could get the. Now that's what I call club land 83. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say slow club, but they're not about they're anymore. Not, not they? anymore. But, anyway, we'll, good, we'll, good, good. we'll get some other bands. Yeah. We'll get some other bands. Well, uh, we thank you so much, Reese, for the Twerking Men's Club, which contains on draft. Here we go. Uh, I can't even read my writing at this point, <laughs> let alone the name. Brauerhender Monkschenbacher. Lager beer, 5.5%. John Smith's Magnet, 4%. Frederick Stau Rancio Cursor beer in bottle. And West Coast Cooler, also in a bottle. Let us know. John at Moon Under Pod, if you've ever had West Coast Cooler in Ireland. Uh, Spirits of Café Patron. Woodford Reserve Bourbon. On the jukebox, we have Alex Cameron Forced. Witness. Witness. Uh, your wild card is frozen margaritas, which are to be drunk outside on your long, long tables, where no one is a total stranger. Your dream pub companion remains a secret. Subscribe on Patreon if you want to hear it. And you have barred martini glasses from the Twerking Men's Club. So it just remains for me to thank you so much for joining us here at the Moon Underwater. It's now yours, your pub, to take away with you for whenever you need it the most. And we do wish you all the best for Don Zoko Brewery. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 